Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse. Before we dive into today's interview, I want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. We are going to be doing a series of interviews all about female pleasure. I also wanted to do something special because I think female pleasure is really important, that this is an important discussion to have. So I wanted to do two things. One, I wanted to give away a vibrator. So I'm super excited to let you know that we actually are giving away three Leia 2 vibrators made by Fun Factory. We're going to be giving those away at the end of the series. So at the end of November, we're going to give those away. And then also, I wanted to help take this from just, you know, something that you hear on the internet or the radio and help you bring it home and make it tactical and practical. So what I decided to do was to host a web class in mid-November to do this. So we're going to be, I'm going to show you pictures of things that you're going to be hearing here that you maybe not don't have a visual understanding of. So I'm going to, you know, break out the pictures, show those. We're going to, I'm going to give you some homework assignments, some hands-on homework assignments that you can do in your own time. Plus, we're going to just really go in deep and take it to the next level. So you can go to the website, holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure and sign up for all of that. So definitely take advantage of the giveaway. There's a really nice vibrators. And also, if you're interested in, you know, taking it to the next level, sign up for the web class. And I really look forward to uh, hanging out with you, getting to know you. And meanwhile, we have an amazing conversation today. So I'm super excited to introduce to you my guest, Nicole Barati. She is a global sex influencer. She recently finished her very first book, The Gemma Method. She is the creator of Winkbox, editor-in-chief at Sex Talk Magazine, and hosts her own podcast, Sex Talk with Nicole. She works with women from all over the world who want mind-blowing sex. Nicole helps people have better sex. Sometimes having better sex is a mindset, while other times it's a physical or a hormonal issue. She brings the mind and body to having more fun in the bedroom or the car or the kitchen counter, wherever it happens to be. Her mission is to empower you, to nourish you, and to help you uncover your beauty, spark, and magic with the best sex possible. I'm super excited to have you on the show today, Nicole. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here and to talk all things sex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are in the middle of our series on female pleasure, sexual pleasure in particular, and, you know... In my years of talking with moms, I've discovered that one of the most uncomfortable things for them to talk to their daughters about is about pleasure, about sexual pleasure, all this kind of stuff. Like it's just like instant, awkward, uncomfortable button. And so I'm really curious, like, why do you think it's so hard for us to talk about pleasure? I think it's so hard because we were raised in a culture where self-pleasure or enjoying ourselves in the bedroom was unheard of. It was sort of taboo and it was not okay. I know myself raised by my parents and by the Catholic school I went to, I was raised to pleasure the man or the partner that I was with and sort of shut down my own needs and my own sexual desires. So I think, you know, we're we're projecting that onto our daughters and even our sons. I'm a mom of three boys, and we are obviously a very open household. And I talk very openly with my boys. I answer their questions. Um, 
I normalize whatever I can when things come up, but I let them know there's always an open door and I don't pry. I don't ask them questions. I just let them know I'm here if you need to talk or borrow a book or watch a video or anything that they need. They know that I'm here. Mm -hmm. And have you had the opportunity to talk to your boys about pleasure or have you started having this you know, conversations around sex and, you know, how it should be mutual, mutually pleasurable for both? Yes, I have, for sure, especially with my 14-year-old. He came home from school in maybe sixth grade and said to me one day, Mom, have a girlfriend. And I said, oh, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. He said, well, that means that I'm going to need a lot of your help. And I said, okay, anytime you want to talk, I'm here. And he was like, well, you know me. Anytime you want to talk about sex, I'm here too. (laughs) So he knows that, you know, it's a two-way street and Mm – I'm very encouraging him, supporting his girlfriend, and they're still together. It's been over two years, and supporting her and making sure that she's enjoying herself in whatever they're doing. It's not all about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, too, just like from reading books like uh, Peggy Orenstein, you know, Girls and Sex, Boys and Sex, you know, there's a whole culture around really focusing on the boy's pleasure and overlooking the girls. And then, um, you know, Peggy was saying that there might be different reasons for that. You know, one is it's kind of like, oh, let's just get it over with. This is what's expected. You know, if I do this, you know, that doesn't put me at risk for pregnancy. You know, I don't have to engage sexually like to a level that I don't necessarily want to kind of thing. And so I find it very interesting how society has kind of evolved in this way. Well, my mission in my work is to redefine sex. There's a lot more to sex than intercourse. There's kissing, there's intimacy, there's making love, there's baby making, there's holding hands, there's just being together. You know, there's the five languages of love and there's the five blueprints of erotica. And so there's just so many different facets. That's 10 facets all in two methods that we have sex and intimacy. So there are at least 10 different ways to have sex. And I bet there's more than that too, but yeah, I mean, wow. Just even in those two systems alone, you know, there's just different ways in which people relate to each other and, and all of that. And so, you know, I really like to just talk a little bit about, you know, like, like what, let's talk a little bit about sex and, you know, like what makes good sex versus great sex or okay sex, you know, like just run of the mill sex, like what helps catapult it into that next level of sex? Because I mean, you know, I've been out in the dating world for a long time. I finally found a partner and, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about as I was dating is like just like I know that there's more like I know that there's more to sex I know that there's more to pleasure I know that there's like a deeper aspect of relationship and I and and I was really striving to find a partner who felt the same way basically and so so yeah so can you speak to that yeah sex starts with mindset And in the dating world, my advice is usually talk about sex before you have sex. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? The golden rule is have sex on the third date. Well, I say talk about sex on the third date and have sex on the sixth date. I don't think that necessarily trying on for size is the best thing to do before you've actually talked about it. Mm -hmm. I think talking about it and talking about what you're into and what turns you on and what you like, what your fantasies are, what your desires are up front is going to eliminate a lot of wasted dating time because there's a lot of people out there. And so it starts with ourselves though. How do we know what we like and what turns us on? So we have to get to that place of really tuning into ourselves and our own mindsets to know what we like so that we can tell a partner or potential partner what we're into. And if there's a mismatch right off the bat, it's never going to change. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think it's true, you know, having that dialogue is super important. And I think part of, you know, that before you can even have that dialogue is also figuring out what you like. And so there's like that whole aspect of self-exploration and finding out like what turns you on, what pushes and repels you, you know, all that stuff. Would you agree? I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think that the best way to know what you like and what turns you on is to explore yourself. We can't just imagine it and say, Oh yeah, I think that's what it is. You have to actually do the act to figure it out because you might think it's something that you're into and then try it out, try it on for size and it doesn't work out. And so the best route to that is masturbation. And as you know, I wrote a book and I'm very heavily into masturbation in my book Mm -hmm. because it starts with mindset and then it moves into actually doing the act of masturbation and trying things on your own to know what you can communicate to your partner about. Mm -hmm. And so, so let's talk a little bit about that. Like, for example, you know, when you're exploring and self-pleasuring yourself, um, engaging in solo sex practices, like if somebody hasn't really done that before, like what would you suggest or like where would somebody start if they, you know, were going to start, you know, a solo practice, for example? I say get a handheld mirror Mm -hmm. and start exploring. Get to know your body. Find your parts of your vulva. Know that your vulva is different than your vagina. Locate your vagina, locate your urethra locate the clitoris and really get in touch and familiar with your vulva and then the labia and just explore the pubic mound. Some people like to be touched on the pubic mound. Some people like to be touched on the anus. So figuring out that sweet spot and what feels good for you. So trying out all of the different ways and different parts and different strokes. Some people like side to side. Some people like up and down, diagonal. And then as you get more experienced and more in tune to your body, then you can start introducing toys and different things to try out. But ultimately, I recommend your hand because your hand takes longer than a toy. A toy is a shortcut. It's like the toy is the quickie of masturbation. But a hand is going to give a lot more feedback to your brain to get the oxytocin and the endorphins rolling. They're the two hormones that we want more of in our lives than the catecholamines, the stress hormones and the endorphins. Um, I'm sorry, the endorphins are the good ones, but the catecholamines, the stress hormones and cortisol. We wanna shut that down with oxytocin and endorphins to make the world a happier place. So using your hand is going to bring that out. Yeah, and I love the idea of, you know, getting out a mirror and going exploring. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, get the mirror, get the flashlight, like get a good look and, you know, just sit there, get out a, a, some massage oil, like some nice organic uh, almond oil or something like that and let your fingers do the walking, you know, go exploring and, you know, see what feels good, see what doesn't feel good. And, you know, sometimes you need to warm things up around the edges before you go like right for the center, you know. <laughs> Right. You know, kind of right. stuff. And, and um, yeah, so I love that, you know, and I think it, it is important to like get familiar with your parts. And actually, I encourage my clients to do what I call a yoni map. It's, you know, get out the mirror and flashlight and sketch your vulva, you know, like right. if you have a mole there or something, you know, like draw it in. Like if your inner lips are a different shape, you know, sketch those out. Like appreciate the beauty of what, you know, of what your body is. I love that. Yeah, it's true. So many women take out the mirror and the flashlight and get critical. They think, oh, it doesn't look like I saw on TV. It doesn't look like the girl in the centerfold. We're not supposed to. Those magazines and those movies are airbrushed and touched up and have makeup on. Plastic surgery. Plastic surgery, yes. Mm-hmm. Even on the vulva, that's, that's kind of horrifying to me, but it's a thing. It's actually it is a, a thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very big thing, but it's yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, and you know, and, and the vulva, I mean, like, I don't know, 
every penis is different. Every vulva is different. Just like all of our fingerprints are different. Our eyes are different. Like our faces are unique. It's like they are, you know, our vulva, our genitalia is as unique as we are. And, you know, there's absolutely beauty in that uniqueness. Exactly. Yeah. I wish more young girls would appreciate that and understand that. Mm. So if you were a mom talking to a young girl, like what might you say, um, you know, in a situation like that to help your daughter appreciate the uniqueness? I would explain exactly what you just said. You know, every body part is unique to ourselves. It's our own fingerprint and every one of them is beautiful. You know, it's, it's you and there's nothing about you that's not beautiful. So just lifting that daughter up and know, and really getting the message across that everything about her is perfect and was designed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about your book and discover what the Gemma method is, because I'm very curious. Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. So Nicole, what is the Gemma Method and how did you come up with it? The Gemma Method is my new book and it's a program as well. So it's a program in a book Mm -hmm. and it's based on sex for the modern woman. So no longer are we looking at sex as taboo and masturbation as taboo. In my book, it's really all about bringing the mind, body and sex together and talking about mindset and body image and the pelvic floor and all of the components that it takes to be more comfortable with your body and in the bedroom. So Gemma is an acronym Mm -hmm. for get balanced in your hormones by eating libido loving foods, meditating, mindful masturbation, and of course, sex. That's a good combination. Yes. So hormones, a lot of women have imbalanced hormones and therefore lower libidos. Mm-hmm. We're eating a lot of processed foods. We're eating on the run. We're eating on the way to baseball and football and going through the drive through All of those foods 
whether they're processed or they're uh, drive through foods or it's pizza, those foods are causing a balance, an imbalance in our hormones, therefore lowering our libidos. So I recommend foods that are all natural, really easy to cook, can be eaten on the road, and are high in the proper nutrients for boosting libido and balancing hormones. All of my recipes have been tested and loved by my family. And there's some really good and really easy, they're mostly 30-minute meals. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very I like doable. quick, easy in the kitchen because I don't want to spend a lot of time there. <laughs> exactly, we don't have time anymore. I know. If you spend all night in the kitchen, how are you going to have energy and time and space for sex? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious, like, um, you know, like foods that boost libido. Can you like share a little bit about like what kinds of foods might boost libido or and also, I guess, to help us balance our hormones? But I'm more interested in the libido part. <laughs> so obviously, mm-hmm. Strawberries, champagne, and oysters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So strawberries balance the estrogen and progesterone. Any berry, really, but I always say strawberries and champagne with oysters Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that combination is well known. And we can't forget the dark chocolate, dark organic chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, Oysters have magnesium. I'm sorry, oysters have zinc. Mm Mm-hmm. And zinc is known to boost testosterone. Mm-hmm. Women need, we all have a little bit of testosterone, but we need to rev up our testosterone because that's where our sex drive lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then champagne, a little bit of champagne lowers the cortisol levels. A lot of my clients tell me I need a glass of wine before I have sex. Well, let's examine why you need that glass of wine or glass of champagne before you have sex. Mm-hmm. It's because moms especially have a really hard time turning the brain off, getting into the feminine energy side of the brain because we're constantly in the go, 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 got to get shit done, masculine side of the brain. Mm -hmm. The bedroom prefers the feminine energy. And so if we can use other devices such as yoga, masturbation, other fun things and avoid the alcohol, we're going to have a much better sex life. Mm -hmm. Dark organic chocolate has magnesium and magnesium has relaxation benefits and a whole bunch of other internal benefits such as making muscle more smooth. So relaxing the pelvic floor and the vaginal walls and creating a little bit more lubrication in the vagina. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so champagne, strawberries and oysters with dark chocolate as dessert. Who needs an excuse to eat more dark chocolate? I mean, right. really. I was like, okay, that helps improve your sex life. All right, I'm down with that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's known that dark organic chocolate increases your endorphins as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and has relaxation to, um, benefits. That's awesome. So then the next M is meditation, or the first M, I should say. Yes, the first M is meditation. So With the program, I do provide a guided meditation that my clients listen to every day. And it basically talks a lot about the first chakra and relates to the color red and really tunes the mind into what's going on in the pelvis and in the lower abdomen. Mm -hmm. But I recommend in my book that you can find any hypnosis exercise that you like There are so many on YouTube and just so many available, or you can even contact me and ask me which one I recommend, and I'll probably just send you mine. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I believe in the power of hypnosis and guided meditation. In my previous career, I was a hypno, um, not a hypnotherapist, but a hypnotist, Mm -hmm. where I would prepare women for pregnancy and labor using hypnosis techniques and so I'm applying those same techniques here in the Gemma oh, method. Very interesting. I bet that's really helpful during childbirth. It is, yes. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, it could be a whole show on that. So not to go down that rabbit hole, we'll just <laughs> uh, we'll stick here with the Gemma method. <laughs> <laughs> well the two are very similar. Orgasm and birth are very similar. So oh, absolutely. if you to give birth you need to have an orgasm and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so the next M is has to do with masturbation, mindful. I think you said mindful masturbation. Mindful masturbation, mm-hmm. yes. So again, getting out that mirror and really examining and taking your time using your hand rather than going right to the toy for the quickie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you have like techniques or stuff that you suggest to your clients like when they, you know, come in for like a self-pleasure session, like like how, how would you guide them to, to do something like that? So it depends on where they are in their journey, but mm-hmm. yeah, I walk them through a step-by-step process and how to one, get relaxed, then breathing mm-hmm. and then slowing things down. So when we slow down on the outside, we can slow down on the inside. Right? So slowing down on the inside means slowing down the thoughts and the outside distractions. Mm-hmm. So putting on soft music, lowering the lights, lighting a candle, and really making this more about a self-care session. Mm-hmm. And then they explore, they work their way toward orgasm. I'll even train some of my clients in edging, which you can bring yourself close to orgasm, and then you back off, and then you go back to close to orgasm until you're really ready and you're in the right mindset. And again, it comes back to slowing down rather than cutting right to the chase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Especially when you bring in things like edging, you know, can really help to, to elevate that state of arousal and kind of um, build up and increase the eventual release when you do achieve orgasm. So exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the final one, uh, A? Is and sex. Mm-hmm. And sex, uh-huh. Yes. So I don't really give sex techniques in my book, mm-hmm. but I talk about how to talk about sex with your partner, mm-hmm. if you have a partner. I talk about how oral techniques can, have you have, can help you have better sex. Oral techniques such as communication, communicating with your partner, dirty mm-hmm. talk, um, sexting, different communication ideas than your typical, let's um, talk about sex in the bedroom, right? Typically people, when they want to talk about sex, they talk about sex right after they've had sex Mm -hmm. or when they're in bed, about to go to bed. Mm -hmm. So having that conversation outside the bedroom, maybe over dinner or watching television, you're hanging out, that's when you bring up the conversation, Mm-hmm. Have have some uh, have a sex talk over coffee or something. Exactly. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. And so, when you're working with clients, you basically you blend all of these together to what is the like the ultimate outcome? You know, when people have you know like brought all these pieces together. What is the ultimate outcome? Mm-hmm. So, most of my clients are coming to me because. They have gone through therapy. They have tried everything under the sun. And I'm usually the last resort. So for most of my clients, they stick together. I've had one end in all of my clients. One client, he left. Mm -hmm. But I usually have a very good outcome where we're reigniting the spark, we're dating again, and we're getting back to getting to know each other, because especially for parents, we tend to lose that connection that we had when we first started dating because we change as people. We're no longer that same person that we dated way back before children, especially if you've had three children like myself. Mm -hmm. My husband and I are not the same people. We're no longer dating the same people that we were dating 15 years ago before children. Mm-hmm. And so it takes time to kind of get to know each other and meet each other where you're at, at this stage of life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talk to my clients about the next step, right? And how do we prepare now for that next step of growth? And that next step of growth is when the children go off to college. And now they're away at school or they're out with their friends all of the time. And now we have to look at each other and we have to talk. Yeah. Right. Spend Mm -hmm. time together and hopefully enjoy each other's company. 
Mm-hmm. And if we start preparing for that now, it'll be a much easier process and transition when the time comes. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, you know, when you have a really tight, um, I don't know if that's the right word, but we'll use that word, tight um, intimacy with your with your partner, you know, like you're actively engaged, you have good sex, you have good communication, like there's, you know, like that that bond is alive and well in the relationship, you know, I think that it helps a lot, you know, as you're going through life and you're having all these different transitions, you know, like the, the birth of children, the raising of children, eventually they go off to college and now you've got the empty nest syndrome and that sort of thing. And so I think, you know, really fostering and cultivating that energy within the relationship, you know, keeping that sexual spark alive helps to weather all of these different changes that a relationship will go through over 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of, you know, relationship together. And there'll always be ups and downs. A lot of my, several of my clients have recently gone through a lot of trauma. And I mean, with the state of the world right now, things are changing. Mm -hmm. My husband's going to be working from home until next spring. It was just announced today. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to have to work on this, (laughs) you know, because this is different. Right. Our children are going to be home from school all school year we're homeschooling this year things are going to be different it's not just like okay we're just going to go through the day-to-day we have to like revisit how we're going to handle this how we're going to manage this mm-hmm. and keeping that open conversation is actually going to make our bond stronger and therefore we will have a stronger bond in the bedroom mm-hmm. when we're able to work through things together and meet each other where we are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I actually like to talk a little bit about the pelvic floor because I know that pelvic floor is like super important when it comes to sex and pleasure and all this kind of stuff. And it's actually not something we talk about very much. And so I'm very curious to, uh, to have this conversation with you. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Nicole... Let's talk a little bit about the pelvic floor. So can you just briefly tell our listeners what the pelvic floor is exactly so that we can all be on the same page as far as like what it is and the main function of the pelvic floor? Sure. So just like many women, I didn't know I had a pelvic floor until I was pregnant. 
And my doctor told me to do Kegels. And I said, what's that? And in the typical story of how we teach Kegels, it was, imagine you're peeing and you want to restrict urine. Later found out that is not actually how we do a Kegel. Kegel is more about pelvic floor exercise where we're moving all of those muscles. But the way that we usually initially find the pelvic floor is by restricting urine. Mm -hmm. And so what the pelvic floor is, is a group of muscles. There's three layers and they're shaped like a diamond on the outside. So they're attached to the tailbone, to the pubic bone, and then each of your sitting bones. So the ischial tuberosities and not the ischial tuberosities. I'm sorry. It's the pointy bones that we sit on. I'm mixing up the names. Maybe mm-hmm, they are the ischial bones. Yeah. bones. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they are technically called the ischial tuberosities. And then these muscles go all the way up into the pelvis and they form a bowl. So especially when we're pregnant, they take a lot of the stress of the weight of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. During sex, we need those muscles to be relaxed. So those muscles perform several functions, defecation, urination, childbirth, and sex. So things go in and things come out of the pelvic floor. They also support all of the organs above. So when we have a nice strong pelvic floor, we're stabilizing the bladder, the uterus, and the rectum and then everything above that. So the pelvic floor needs to be like a trampoline, right? We think Kegel, tighten, 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 tighten. That's actually working against us. So we need the pelvic floor to be nice and flexible, like our diaphragm. So when we breathe in, the diaphragm moves down. When we breathe out, the diaphragm moves up without us thinking about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of women are in that masculine go, 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 go energy that I talked about, that their pelvic floor is tense and tight. So imagine if we were breathing and our diaphragm was in the masculine, it would be tense and tight and it wouldn't be moving with that fluidity like a trampoline. So in order for us to have less pain in sex, better orgasms and enjoy sex more, we need fluidity in the pelvic floor. They have several techniques in how to get to that fluidity and that flexibility of the pelvic floor. That's probably an episode for another day. But breathing is the number one tip I have. When you breathe in, really relaxing in the pelvis. And then as you breathe out, letting the pelvic bones move back in towards each other. So letting that fluidity happen with your breath. So inhaling moving down and out, and then exhaling, moving in. That is going to be a passive exercise to actually strengthen your pelvic floor. So when you can get in tune with the breath to the pelvic floor, you're exercising your pelvic floor. So like when you're saying like, so you're breathing in, so you're feeling your lungs expanding, your diaphragm is moving down to create space for your lungs basically and as you're you know assuming your belly is going to relax as you're breathing air in um at that point your pelvic floor is doing what is it relaxing or are you pulling up on it you're relaxing it you're relaxing it mm-hmm. okay and then when you squeeze your your air out you're squeezing your pelvic floor too yes so in theory, you could like inhale, inhale as your air is moving in, your pelvic floor is relaxing. And then at the bottom, you could start with squeezing your pelvic floor as you exhale Yes. your yes. oxygen. I was recently okay. interviewed by Women's Health Magazine mm-hmm. on moaning during sex. Uh-huh. They asked me, why do women moan? Mm-hmm. And so I contributed to the article and the article actually went viral. Oh, mm-hmm. And then there were people who were like, no, 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 that's not true. Mm-hmm. And my reasons for why we moan during sex is to relax the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you can't moan and tense your pelvic muscles at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you moan and try to hold pee, there's one or the other that's going to happen. You're either holding pee or you're moaning. You can't do both at the same time. Interesting. Mm. And so people uh, didn't think that was true, huh? 
No, there were some sex experts that thought that women moan because they're faking orgasms. Mm. I think women moan because they are relaxing their pelvic floor for one, and two, they are communicating to their partner that they actually like what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and you know, to their point too, I know there are people who fake it, you know, because they're obviously not having a good time and they want it to be over with as quickly as possible. Yes. You know, so I was like, if you fake an orgasm, he's going to be like, job done. I can do my thing. And you're like, thank God that is over with. It's like, yes. and why are you having sex with this person? Um, yeah, that's a conversation yeah. for another day, perhaps. That is but, a conversation uh, for another day. And yes, I agree. I mean, there are times we've all had to fake an orgasm mm-hmm. and we use moaning as a tool. But I mm-hmm. think that women mostly moan yeah. during sex to relax the pelvic floor. And it's, it's an innate thing that we have our brain knows that if i moan my pelvic floor is going to relax mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a way of communicating too that it feels good because and so so let's talk a little bit more like about the pelvic floor and the role that it plays during sex so a relaxed pelvic floor is going to have a better orgasm mm-hmm. now if you can have sex we're talking penetrative sex and at the same time, Kegel, it's going to feel even better. Mm-hmm. And if you're with a male partner, your male partner is going to enjoy it even more. So a lot of times, if you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm done. He needs to finish. Mm-hmm. Use your Kegel. Instead of faking the orgasm, Kegel. Mm-hmm. Most likely you're going to orgasm and he's going to orgasm and the job is done. Uh huh. So squeeze your muscles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and guys can totally feel it when you squeeze those Kegel muscles for sure. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. So, and I know too, like a lot of women tighten up before orgasm. Like there's that tension that builds up in the body. And so, like, I've heard, you know, people say that you have a better, stronger orgasm, et cetera, et cetera, when you relax. And so there's like two different things going on. It's like some women have to really build up that sexual tension to get over the edge into orgasm. But yet at the same time, we're being told to relax our body. So like, how do we do that? That's a really good point. So I say relax the pelvic floor, but at the same time, Orgasm is going to be a natural involuntary spasm of the pelvic floor muscles as well as your uterus. Mm -hmm. So we have to relax in order to let that happen. Otherwise, if we're forcing it, chances are it's going to be harder to get ourselves to the point of orgasm. So if you can, it's it's sort of a trick on the brain, right? I'm relaxed. My body is going to tighten up involuntarily and it's going to feel really good. So it's like this trick for your brain mm-hmm. to do what it needs to do that it knows how to do because it feels good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, I know from personal experience that it's, it's sometimes, you know, you feel like you need to tighten up in order to achieve that orgasm. And so then it becomes uh, like kind of going into your sandbox or whatever and playing with your body in different ways and trying to reach that same or a similar place of pleasure in order to achieve the orgasm without having to tense the body to that point and force it to happen. Right. Right. Because if we force it, it's going to take longer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, like I know a lot of people talk about like jade eggs and things like this. I haven't personally ever tried one, but um, you know, I hear a lot about jade eggs in relation to pelvic floor, better orgasms and this kind of stuff. Have you had any experience with jade eggs and you know, what are your takes on them? I know there are tons of people out there who believe in jade eggs. Mm -hmm. And I think Gwyneth Paltrow started the trend and I think her lawsuit tells us a lot about the validity of the jade eggs theory. I don't believe in jade eggs. Mm -hmm. I think that jade going into your vagina can breed bacteria in the jade, even if you clean it really well, and then you're putting it back into the vagina, introducing bacteria for one. Second, Not everybody needs to strengthen their pelvic floor in 
the way of tightening, right? So a tight muscle is not a strong muscle. Yeah, this is true. A flexible muscle is a strong muscle. For most of the American population, we need to relax the pelvic floor, which is more of the reverse Kegel, mm-hmm. where a jade egg is causing Kegel to happen. Mm-hmm. Constant Kegel until you take it out. But what a lot of us need to learn to do is instead release that jade egg. So if we put the jade egg in, take a nice inhale and let that jade egg slide out. And now you're doing a reverse Kegel. Mm -hmm. Rather than tightening the way that we're traditionally taught to use jade eggs. Mm -hmm. And actually I was quoted in um, a very big article for Parents Magazine on this topic. And everybody who was interviewed was on the same page, whether it was me, a physical therapist, that this is not what women need. We don't need vaginal weightlifting. We need vaginal relaxation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, uh, in one of my previous places of employment, I worked with a woman who, who worked with uh, women who were having problems with their pelvic floor. And one thing that we were finding was that, a lot of women were holding tension. And so as they were doing, you know, trying to do Kegels or reverse Kegels or these different things, you know, as they're doing the Kegels in particular, like they would squeeze the strong muscles and the weak ones would not get exercise. And of course, what we need to do is have balance. And so it was really about, you know, the work I was doing with her was helping women to identify the areas of weakness in their pelvic floors and target exercises to help strengthen those muscles where we're going to relax the tight muscles and help to, you know, relieve the tension, the chronic tension, you know, those other muscles have because they're holding so tightly. And so it's really, it's a fascinating subject, you know, and we don't talk enough about the pelvic floor. And I know that you know, our pelvic bowl is, especially for women, like crazy, ridiculously important, you know, whether it's during childbirth, whether it's during sex, as whether it's as we get older and, you know, we want to make sure that we don't have leaky bladders or leaky rectums and, you know, all these different things. And so pelvic floor health, I think, is a worthy conversation. I agree. I do. Yeah. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Since we're talking about bucket lists, I want to tell you a little bit about Seize the Moment. It's your life. This home study course is all about creating the life that you desire. So if you feel stuck, uninspired, or unmotivated, if you're not clear about what your next step is in one or more areas of your life, if you've realized that you haven't made any progress towards your dream in years, it's time to change that. Seize the moment, it's your life, will help you find the time for the things that are most important to you. So if you're ready to finish that project, take a trip or learn a new craft, if you're tired of making excuses and holding yourself back, if you are ready to give yourself permission to have it all, Seize the Moment, It's Your Life is for you. You can just go to holisticsexedradio.com, sign up today for Seize the Moment, It's Your Life, it will change your life. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Nicole, I wanted to talk a little bit about sexual confidence because I know part of your work does revolve about around you know helping women build up confidence in the bedroom. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, 
how, you know, why is that important? And, and, you know, what it might look like when a woman is sexually confident or, or the flip side, you know, what does it look like when we lack sexual confidence? And can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I talk a lot about body image mm-hmm. and how, you know, there are some women who just like enter a room and the heads turn and what is it about her? Mm-hmm. You know, it's her feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It's that sexiness that she has that's unique to her and she probably wasn't born with it. Instead, she learned how to be mm-hmm. sexy and how to be confident in her own skin and how to just walk into a room and light it up and not care if she doesn't light it up with some people in the room. She's focused on the people in the room who are lighting her up. And so I always say that a rising tide lifts all ships. So it's really important to one, surround yourself with people who lift you up. If we're constantly being put down, we're not going to be lifted up. It's just like if you raise plants. And if you don't water your plants and you don't treat your plants with nourishment, your plants are going to die. If you water your plants and you put them in the sunlight and you take care of them, you take off the dead leaves and fluff them up, they're going to thrive. So we're just like that plant. And the more we surround ourselves with positive people and positivity in our lives, the more we're going to feel positive. So then it comes to the self-talk. What messages are we telling ourselves? If I tell myself I'm sexy and I look good and I feel good and I am beautiful and my body was made the way it is unique to me because this is how my body was supposed to be designed, then I'm using positive messages to reaffirm those positive beliefs. And so I'm building up my inner strength and my mindset and my inner confidence. And once I have that inner confidence, I'm going to be more confident with my partner, I'm going to be more confident at work, I'm going to be more confident with my family, and ultimately in the bedroom. And would you say like that level of confidence, um, you know, like, do you feel like it's like kind of a, a core level of confidence? Because I feel like you know, with sexuality in particular, like it really strikes at the core of who we are, you know, as a being and that sort of thing. And so I'm curious, like, if you think like when somebody is feeling comfortable in their own skin, you know, confident about their body, confident, you know, with their sexuality, like, you know, you're saying that that translates into other areas of their lives. So um, so I'm just curious about that. Mm -hmm. So we were raised once again, not to feel too confident, not to be too sexy, because we don't want to be too much. We want to be humble. Again, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. I believe in always putting our best selves first, no matter how that looks to other people. You know, if people don't like it, that's not my problem. It's none of my business what people think of me. Your opinion of me is none of my business, as the saying goes, right? Right. (laughs) I think that, you know, if we feel really good in ourselves, we're going to be a healthier human being in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think body image is really important and it's, it can be challenging for, I think, parents to, you know, help foster that body, you know, that healthy body image in their kids and their daughters in particular, you know, because, I mean, I walk by the mirror and I'm like, oh that's extra 10, 15 pounds, you know, and it's like this subconscious stuff that you don't even think about, you know, and, and kids pick up on that. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. So especially our daughters, I think it's really important to set the example that we're happy in our skin and you should be too. I'm happy with my body. This is how my body is at this stage of my life. And that's how your body is at this stage of your life. This stage of our lives is temporary and our bodies change As time goes by, our bodies evolve with the earth and with whatever stage we're at in our lives. You're not going to be the same body that you were when you were 14. You're not going to be the same body you were at 22. When you're 47 like myself and I'm looking at, you know, the 22-year-olds, I'm like, remember when? 
Mm-hmm. But I have to be confident that I'm okay at 47 because I want my children and their friends to feel confident in their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's so true. You know, I was having a conversation with someone recently and, and they were like, oh, you should, you know, dye these little, you know, strings. You know, I have like these these I call them like wings of gray like they're like these these gray hairs that are over my ears and you know if I pull my hair back into a ponytail like I have two like stripes going and they're like oh you should color your hair and I'm like no actually I kind of like them you know I refer to them as my wings you know my name is Robin and so I relate to birds right and so you know like these are my wings they're like my badge of honor my experiences and this kind of stuff and so this that whole part of loving your body even though it's changing you know it's like I don't have like you're saying I don't have the same body as I did at 20 it's I still feel a lot the same as I did in my 20s but at the same time my hormones are shifting and so even though I may still feel like I'm not a day over 21 my body's like oh well yeah because I'm going to take away your estrogen now we're going to reduce that a little bit so you may feel the same but you're not the same you know (laughs) <laughs> well, we're not supposed to be the same body that we were at 22. Not. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but from me, I've had children. I've had three of them. I've gone through different phases of athlete abilities in my life. And so my skiing ability at 22 is certainly not my skiing ability today mm-hmm. because my body is no is so smart that it knows it needs to slow down. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the body's wisdom. It's amazing. So I actually, I we, we're running out of time here. So I wanted to make sure that we have time to tell listeners about your Wink Box. Oh, yes. So I am raffling off a free Wink Box. If you go to my website, the link will be in the show notes, I'm sure. Yes. And I'm raffling off a Wink Box for one lucky winner. My Wink Box is brand new. We're launching this month, and it's a special treat that arrives at your door. It's full of all kinds of goodies. I have six goodies that are in there that are all related to women's sex and menstrual health. So there's a luxury item. There's a holistic sex item. There's a fun sex item. There's a menstrual item and my magazine. Mm, A BDSM item. Yes. Very cool. So basically, you get a a surprise package in the mail with some goodies that will spice up your bedroom life. Exactly. (laughs) It's so exciting. Uh, That sounds really fun. And so this is something that's brand new that you're doing, right? Yes, we're launching this month. Mm -hmm. The first shipment is going out on October 2nd. Nice. And so people, so the people who aren't registering to win, so people who are actually signing up for it, you said it's a quarterly um, package that they get in the mail. Yes, four times a year. So each season, they'll get a package in the mail. Oh, that's super fun. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Neat idea. Thanks. And um, and you also have a podcast too, yeah? I do. I'm Sex Talk with Nicole. I'm all over the internet and all over Apple Music as Sex Talk with Nicole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I haven't had a chance to check out your show yet, but it's on my list of things to do. And how long have you been doing it? I just started in January and we're already really popular. Nice. Yeah. Actually, I just crossed a year with my show and it's been super fun. I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I've met so many really interesting people. Yeah, I bet. You know, that's one of my favorite parts about doing the show is, you know, being able to have conversations with people such as yourself and just, you know, really getting to dive in and pick their brain about their expertise and sharing all that information with our audience because, you know, we can't all know everything and you know there's just so much cool stuff out there so i'm really honored to uh, be able to have this conversation with you today and share some of your wisdom with our listeners so thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me thanks for listening everyone please go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure sign up for reminders and also sign up for the giveaway see if you can't win one of those vibrators. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.